listening to ESL Talk, a podcast made for English teachers by English teachers. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. You are listening to ESL Talk, a podcast made for English teachers by English teachers. Hello, welcome to another new episode of ESL Talk. I'm Faye. And I'm Daniel. In our episode today, we're going to be discussing the topic of bilingualism in the ESL classroom. When it comes to English language learning and education, many students are not only bilingual, but some speak even more languages, trilingual or multilingual. Yes. And our special guest today is Fabi. She's a language coach who works with young students and families to help them become bilingual or even trilingual. I'm really excited about this personally because I'm trying to raise my daughter bilingually. So this, of course, can also be applied to our young learners and to all of us learning English. Yeah, exactly. So let's share some of our own experiences of this topic. Um, Faye, I know you were fortunate enough to grow up in a bilingual mm -hmm. environment. Um, how was this encouraged? How was this enforced? And how did you kind of adapt to and, you know, live with that environment mm -hmm. growing up? Yes. Um, my parents never really spoke English at home, but I think that's also because my mom never had the opportunity to study English herself. And that was a huge thing for her. And one of the reasons why she made sure uh, my sister and I had that opportunity really early on. So I went to English immersion preschool. So I got alphabetized in English before Portuguese. But one thing my parents always encouraged us to do is just surround ourselves with English and Interestingly, my mother at the time owned a video rental store, like a blockbuster. Wow. Um, yeah. And at the time, it was all uh, VHS tapes, no DVDs. Mm. And I just, I, every day after school, I'd go to her store and I would pick a tape to take home um, and watch a movie after school. And I would always, I just very early on started taking tapes of movies instead of like cartoons and things. And there weren't that many movies that were dubbed in Portuguese. They were mostly subtitled. And I was really young at the time, so I couldn't read subtitles that fast. So I just basically had that immersion at home through movies and watching movies, not always appropriate for my age, but all <laughs> kinds of movies and learning a lot of slangs and a lot of expressions and music as well. I remember listening to uh, 
uh, to actually recording music from the radio on uh, cassette. Britney Spears, I remember really well. And I would just try to transcribe it because at the time you couldn't get the lyrics online. And so those things I think were really helpful for me. Um, it was sort of just out of necessity and out of my own interest, but I sort of created that own immersion at home. And it was very, very much um, encouraged by my parents. For yeah, me it sounds so. like you had a very fortunate um experience because you're able yeah. to draw from all those things and definitely movies tv shows music mm -hmm. the, those are the best ways to learn a language because generally it's enjoyable it's fun it's exciting and you can you know you can have a little bit of a, a window into other parts of the world other cultures yeah so definitely i think it definitely helps did you ever have um, any exposure to a second language in the uk was it just <laughs> english all the time everywhere <laughs> um yeah british people generally tend to only speak English and some of them don't really speak English that well. Um, <laughs> in high school, you, you are supposed to learn a second language. Um, I took mm -hmm. Spanish and there was a time when my Spanish was okay, was decent. Mm -hmm. But once I started learning Korean, all the Spanish disappeared out of my brain. And oh, uh, <laughs> now if I try to speak Spanish, it comes out Korean or, or vice versa. So right. <laughs> it kind of was wasted. I think, mm. unfortunately, the attitude that um, British people have is that if the, if we go to another country to visit, well, they want to learn English. They should know yeah, some English. Yeah, and yeah, we're yeah. helping them in a way, which is absurd. But <laughs> I always try, no matter where it is, I always try to learn a little bit of the language mm -hmm. of that country just to kind of get by, just to be polite. Survival. Um, and generally what will happen is people, if people see you're making an effort, they'll tend to be nicer and kinder and more helpful. That's what Absolutely. I found. Absolutely. Absolutely. Couldn't agree more. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And now, now that you, you speak Korean, would you say you are bilingual having learned this language, even as an adult? Um, no, I wouldn't say so because there's still the nuances, there's still certain expressions or certain dialects that I, I have really have trouble with. Now I know some mm. Koreans do as well. Um, but I think, I, I think I reached a good level where, like I said, I can, I can function, I can navigate, I can do things for myself. It was all about being independent. So that's why I was mm -hmm. really motivated to learn because things like going to the bank, going to the mm -hmm. hospital, uh, going to the immigration office. These are things that are really difficult if you don't have a, a good level of Korean and relying on others. I, I really don't like to burden other people. I guess that's a, a British thing, but um, <laughs> we don't want to put other people out. So I really yeah. tried hard to, to do everything by myself and navigate by myself. So it was difficult, but by putting myself in that situation, I think it really helped me um, with that. But I wouldn't say I'm bilingual. I guess I guess it depends on the definition. And I know Fabi's right. going to discuss that a little bit later. So we'll hear mm -hmm. a little bit more from her on that. Um, but you mentioned about your daughter. Um, you want to help her to mm -hmm. kind of be bilingual and learn new languages. So how are you going to do that? What approaches will you take to help her? Well, there's definitely the approach I... Um planned on taking while I was pregnant and reading books about it and having studied, you know, applied linguistics and language acquisition. Now then pandemic and then reality happened. So it's kind of a, a bit of a mess right now. But our main goal is that she speaks um, Portuguese at home because she's growing up in an English speaking country. So we do think that once she starts going to school and all that, she's still um, a year and a half old. So once she starts going to school more regular, she'll probably just um, speak English all the time. And Portuguese is definitely going to become 
more of a her background language and not really what she speaks or wants to use. So our, our, we're making more of an effort to speak more Portuguese to her at home, expose her to that as much as we can. And what I find is I end up teaching more of the, let's say, a daycare survival words in English. So like we've taught her like the words help or uh, you know, excuse me, please, thank you, these things in English, because that's those are the things she'll use to interact with people outside the home. And then other things we just uh, have her say in Portuguese for now. She doesn't speak that much. She doesn't say sentences yet. But that's sort of the approach we're taking. But I really am really excited to hear what Fabi has to say about what what is a good way to do it, right? Because to me, mm -hmm. instinctively, it seems like exposure is what we want her to have. And hopefully that's enough. Um, now, for you, in your case, to maintain that language or maintain Korean, do you try to speak it when you are at home or to friends or what do you, how do <laughs> um, you do that? <laughs> that's a great question. Generally, this is a, this is pretty funny, but generally um, what I do is I'll, I'll have a, a Korean lesson, um, maybe once or twice a month online just to keep keep my conversation going, learn some new words, learn some new vocabulary, try to be more comfortable and less kind of um, anxious to to use it regularly. Mm -hmm. And then again, I'm a big foodie. I love Korean food. I love uh, Chinese food. I love a lot of different kinds of food. So every time I go to a Korean place, mm -hmm. it's great because I can just start practicing right away. Yeah. And usually they're very shocked to hear me speaking Korean. So they usually right. want to speak with me and find out about my life and vice versa. So that's usually a good way to um, to get That's to true. practice is just going for food or whatever. And then mm -hmm. I still have a lot of friends and coworkers um, who speak Korean as well, who I used to work with. Um, and I'll, I'll chat to them um, occasionally. So mm -hmm. I do try to maintain it. I don't make a conscious effort to say I'm going to do an hour a week or two hours a week, yeah. but just mm -hmm. kind of gently and regularly, just so I don't lose it, just to kind just of finding keep those opportunities, yeah. right? Which is a good lesson for our students. Keep too, that right? muscle memory going, I think. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, so in terms of learning, in terms of language learners, would you say that bilingual or multilingual students make better English language learners in your experience? I do think that speaking, being able to speak a second language makes it a lot easier to speak a third or fourth mm. language in, from personal experience, Why do you say that? at least. Yeah, because for me, um, when I started, for example, learning French, um, it actually helped me. The fact that I spoke English and Portuguese helped me make sense of a lot of the things. Like if, if I was learning a new uh, grammar rule or a new word, new vocabulary, if it wasn't similar to the mechanics of Portuguese, it was similar to the mechanics of English. Mm -hmm. And although we talked about this in a previous episode, I don't really, I didn't like translating the language. I don't think that's the way to do it. It's just kind of making sense in your brain of what the patterns are of the language. Right. And just that sense of familiarity. Having said that, when I tried to learn Japanese, it was all out the window because it's a completely different language. Unless you're saying things like sandwich, which is sandwichi, and then it's like, okay, mm -hmm. that's an easy enough. But once you start to try to write or form sentences and all that. So I think that depends. it depends on the languages you speak. So if, you, if you're trying to speak, learn a third language that has something in common with one of the other two languages you speak, it definitely makes it a lot easier. Um, now, there are studies that say, right, that bilingual brains learn better and are whatever smarter and things like that. I'm not sure I feel that way. I don't think that's something that for me is applicable, but um, it doesn't hurt to try, right? Um, yeah. What about what do you think about being a bilingual as it 
a teacher, do you think that that helps you? Is there an advantage to you being able to speak a second language and then being a teacher? I want to say yes, um, but it, I, I need to stop saying this. But again, it goes back to the teacher themselves because mm -hmm. I've met I've met um, teachers who uh, speak two or three different languages, but they might not speak those two or three languages that well, or mm -hmm. they might not be able to use them for teaching particularly well. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, I know many people who are bilingual and they you know they're at the same level for both and when it comes to actually teaching the language they find that more difficult so mm -hmm. there's probably going to be advantages because again you know the slang the nuances the pronunciation the grammar you can give feedback more readily so mm -hmm. i think there's some benefits there but again it just depends on the individual um there's probably there probably are advantages um but i've just seen a very mixed bag in my experience but how about for you Uh, don't you think that it could also make you more sympathetic to what your students feel like? The fact that you went through that experience of learning a second yes. language. Yes. That's how I think it is very advantageous that's to true. us as teachers, right? It mm -hmm. does make us, um, if not, at least understand how our students feel, but also understand what kind of questions they might have. Mm -hmm. Like what kind of uh, things our brains just kind of latch on to. That's a you great know. point. You know, yeah. I've, been, I've been doing this so long now that that's kind of, automatically yeah i don't know encoded and i just i don't even think about it consciously right now mm -hmm. but yeah you, you definitely have a great great point there yeah. um yeah understanding the process from the other side is is really key yeah so i think if you have learned another language then definitely you can see that um, and one other point i want to make as well is that if you have gone through that process of becoming a, a competent or an advanced learner or speaker of another language, you can be the role model for that student, right? right. You can say, well, I, I, didn't, I wasn't that good 10 years ago or five mm -hmm. years ago, but with practice and following the mm -hmm. steps and doing what you need to do, that's going to help you. So I think that's, that's really that's crucial. That's very as true. Well. Yeah. And, and it just reminded me of uh, when I uh, was doing a lot of teacher training, training new teachers and teaching the TESOL certificate. The mm -hmm. first day of classes was always a second language lesson. Um, so we'd always take we would always have a lot of native speakers taking the course right to teach. And I'd start with sometimes I would teach a lesson in Portuguese, just like basic introductions. And it was really humbling for them. And I remember after that class, starting the course with that and the students, uh, the trainees would always tell me, well, that first lesson was so helpful for me to just put myself in my students' shoes mm -hmm. and feel how they feel and just notice how I need to grade my language, how I need to be more be friendlier more motivate like you know encouraging to them and all that so yeah i think it at least makes you that more sympathetic mm -hmm. that's great advice mm -hmm. great so let's now move on to our interview with fabi we're all both really excited to see what she's going to have to say about all of this that we've discussed millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from noom like evan who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. 
Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or ZepBound, and you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet Plush Care, a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Right, right, let's get started with today's interview. Hi, Fabian. Welcome. Thanks for joining us today. Thank you. I'm glad to be here. Great. So we're going to get started with um, a few questions today. Uh, so just first of all, Fabian, tell us um, a little bit about your journey and background in teaching so far. Mm -hmm. uh, my name is Fabioni. Um, you can call me Fabi. <laughs> I'm from Brazil, South America. And um, I was born and raised in Brazil. And um, I started learning English when I was 13 years old. And since um, I started learning English, I knew that I wanted to live or um, travel abroad. So when I was 19, I moved to the United States. And as an uh, exchange student, and I lived there for almost two years. Um, then I came back to Brazil and um, I just uh, knew that I wanted to be a teacher and help others to learn. But before going to America, I had already started teaching uh, young children to learn mm -hmm. English as a teacher. And yeah, so I just, after a certain time in America, I came back to Brazil and then um, I went back to teaching and yeah, since then, <laughs> yeah, I've been teaching in Wonderful. Brazil at home, at home too, because I raised my both children speaking English at home. Mm. Yeah. Great. So. So Fabi, why did you choose the area of multilingualism or why is that your specialism? Why did you decide to focus on that as your, um, as your focus? Mm -hmm. Yes. Uh, well, I, I would say, Daniel, that my parents encouraged me a lot. Um, my dad, he in Brazil didn't have a chance to study a lot. And uh, my mom went to college, but 
they knew that was important learning. English was an important language to learn. So I would say that um, I was encouraged at home by my parents. Mm -hmm. And every time that someone traveled or someone um, spoke English around us or we watched TV or anything similar to that, they would say, wow, how cool, how nice. English is an, is an important language. And since I was, I would say, a child, they would, you know, say that and mention that at home. So I just went ahead and then I, I, I started liking it. And mm -hmm. I, started, uh -huh, I started loving English as soon as I started um, studying it. Mm -hmm. It definitely <laughs> helps if you have a motivation that makes it so much absolutely, easier, right? Absolutely, yes. Yeah. <laughs> And you now uh, more recently started working with families who want to raise bilingual children, right? Um, instead of just teaching English to children, you've started helping families who want to do that with their own kids. What made you start doing that kind of work and working with the families directly? Yeah, uh, well, as I raised my children bilingually living in Brazil, um, I was not so sure that this was something extremely special or so different and even challenging, but mm -hmm. um, I met uh, friends in Europe last year when after the pandemic, and they just went ahead and said, you know, this is something that you should do for other families as well, because you did so well. My kids now speak Portuguese, English, and German because they lived in Germany for a while as ex exchange students as well mm -hmm. so uh-huh yes so that i uh, recorded uh, courses and um now i have courses i have ebooks and i give a mentorship to families and mm. lots of families yes have been looking for this kind of help um mm -hmm. to do at to do you know to do the same at home which is mm -hmm. Um, it's challenging, but it brings so many benefits. And I have noticed this inside my house with my own children. Mm -hmm. There are so many advantages. I mean, I have never, I have never had to pay like uh, English schools for my children. Oh, wow. And and in Brazil, uh, bilingual schools are extremely expensive. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, so that is something that now it's my passion. And I love doing that. Lots of families just ask me for, you know, advice. And they go like, really? Yes, I'm, I'm trying this and it really works. So mm -hmm. awesome. So what would you say to uh, people that say that you can only really raise a child bilingually if you live in another country that is not the language you speak at home? Because you raise your kids bilingually in Brazil, right? You taught them as if you were living in another country, basically. So what would you say to people like that? Um, as soon as you have a goal, Faye, I would say mm -hmm. that if it's something that you really like and you really wish and you dream, Mm. It's possible. It's like learning English, right? Yeah. It's like learning English or learning anything in life. So mm. um, it is uh, something that um, makes me think how all those years of bilingualism at home 
because mm -hmm. my oldest kid is 25 years old. And mm -hmm. um, he has so many opportunities. When he lived in Berlin, he was working for one of the four best companies uh, of um, accountancy in Berlin. Mm -hmm. And then I'm like, come on, all started because one day my yeah. parents encouraged me and I yeah. decided to do the same the with same. my children at home. So I believe mm -hmm. that when you have a dream, when you want something really bad, you should go for it and find ways. I remember so many times here in Brazil, you know, uh, I don't know how it is in your country, um, but here in Brazil is very difficult and expensive also to find materials, books, mm -hmm. whatever, in English. Now it's, I would say it's easier, but 25 years ago, mm -hmm. it was very difficult. And then um, I used to go to uh, old books, stores to buy used books. Mm -hmm. um, we, if I found cassettes, <laughs> cassette tapes, I yeah. would buy and listen to them uh, with stories and songs. Wow. And of course, because I had lived in America for a while, I made friends there. And the family and the friends that I made there, they used to help me too. And they would send mm. me sometimes used materials that they used with their children. They used to nice. ship to me, to mail to me in Brazil. I mean, I had all this figured out. I, nice. I was like, I need to do it. I want to do it. So I'm going to do yeah. it. I, I just spread out the, the news, you know, I'm going to do it. I need your help. Whoever right. uh, speaks some English, go ahead and speak with my children as well mm -hmm. and have fun with them. Just, you know, in a fun way to have yeah. this interaction. This interaction is really important as well. It's like when you teach a child or a, a teenager or an adult uh, learning English, uh, you know that this interaction is very important, right? Mm -hmm. you, not just one person speaking but the yeah. other one also trying to communicate. Great. Right. That's a really, mm -hmm. really beautiful story as well. Like the, that your passion and your motivation, you didn't let anything. Yes, get I am, it's great. Thank you. <laughs> so the next thing I wanted to ask you, Fabi, is how would you define what a bilingual person is? I mean, when can we say someone's achieved full bilingualism? I know for me, I, I speak Korean quite well, not, to a native level, but I can function, I can survive, I can have conversations and I can think in that language. So is it thinking, is it survival? What would you say makes someone yeah. truly bilingual? Well, uh, my thesis, Daniel, I, I went to school uh, after my children were born and I took an, a specialization course, course in bilingualism. And I learned that um, um, I would say around maybe 20 years ago, to be bilingual, you needed to have exactly the same um, fluency in two languages. And this has changed um, recently. Mm. Okay. Mm -hmm. So if you are able to communicate and people can understand what you are saying, you are bilingual. Mm -hmm. So I believe that it's, it's because the world has changed so much lately. 
and people, I don't know if it's the right word to say, are more relaxed towards mm. learning, but mm. I believe they have more fun mm. learning and they enjoy this um, opportunity of we are, that we are having now, for example, that we are in different countries and we can communicate and we can have fun. We can learn from each other, right? Mm -hmm. So uh, it's not only about uh, being able to speak or read or think, but it's the whole context. And then uh, when there is some communication uh, and you can carry on a conversation, I believe that is bilingualism. Wonderful. Nice. And what do you think is the best age for children then to start learning a second language to achieve this bilingualism more easily? As soon as the mother knows that she's pregnant. Oh. <laughs> wow. <laughs> no, no, no. But really, really, there are lots of uh, studies related to, to mm -hmm. this. And mm -hmm. um, of course, there are some differences. There are some um, people or how can I say people that study um, bilingualism, researchers that mm -hmm. say that when the child is about three months old mm -hmm. uh, in the belly, when oh, the in mother the is pregnant, okay. yes, in the womb, um, the child can hear her mother speaking, their mother mm -hmm. speaking, okay? So can recognize the mother's tongue. Um, mm -hmm. But I believe in that, you know, since you were, since you were pregnant, um, mothers should start speaking. And if there is a partner around, should also speak the same language or another language and start bilingualism while you are pregnant. Mm -hmm. But mm -hmm. as soon as possible, I would say as soon as possible. Because okay. if you think a child who starts speaking English or um, Japanese or Portuguese, that child will start speaking that other language because that's the language that she uh, hears around. Mm -hmm. So right. that's how, so it, it's not, I wouldn't recommend, you know, like parents who decide, no, first I want to wait for my child to speak my mother tongue and then I'm going to use a different, a second language. Mm -hmm. I, I, I would, but it's always possible, right? Yeah. Uh, I have had students who are like 60, 70 years old <laughs> and right. they became fluent in English. So yeah. I would a good say message. that. It's no, never too late. Yeah. It's never too early, no. basically. Yeah. Exactly. Thank you, Daniel. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So Fabi, when it comes to young students, maybe you've just started teaching them or you're you know, just beginning with those students. How can we foster multilingualism or bilingualism in those young students? What are some strategies or some techniques we can we can use? Yeah, I would say that it depends a lot of on a lot of on the way on their ages, because um, like mm, ten year old kids have different interests mm -hmm. than young adults, right? Mm -hmm. But. I would say that always focus on whatever they like, whatever mm -hmm. is, is interesting um, for them. Um, is the same with children at, at home. If you sit down with a five-year-old girl and try to teach her grammar, 
It's mm-hmm. it's not going to happen, right? But yeah. if you sing songs, if you play games, and um, you know anything fun for her, it's going to happen. It's going they're mm-hmm. going to learn. So I would say that depends a lot on their ages. Um, for young adults, I always recommend uh, singing songs, finding their favorite uh, bands, um, music bands. Um, sometimes even uh, there are some students that like journaling and uh, reading different topics about um, their favorite act- actors and actresses. Mm-hmm. Anything that is interesting. Yeah, that's a really good point. We've talked about this a couple of times before, but making it relevant and like you said, making it interesting and fun for the student rather than imposing a topic or something. This is what we're reading now. What do you want to read, right? Yeah, Yeah. that's a really good point. Yeah, I have a a 10-year-old student who likes to play hangman. And I have every class I have to play. And I have been finding different um, different ways to play the same game. But mm-hmm. as a teacher or, you know, when you are a parent, you are going to find ways to uh, help your child or mm-hmm. me as a teacher to help your students to keep enjoying it. But mm-hmm. uh, it, it, it comes, I think it comes from my passion for teaching and yeah. all these all the advantages of being bilingual. Um, it's, it's, it's amazing. I think all the opportunities that you have in life. Mm-hmm. It, it's, it's awesome. It's awesome. <laughs> well, we can definitely tell that you're very passionate about what you do. Um, <laughs> is do there any us. final, final message you'd like to leave our listeners with in terms of um, maybe they are raising bilingual kids at home or they're working with children in a bilingual environment? Mm-hmm. Um, what would, what would be your final piece of advice? I would say that um, it is possible and it's so helpful for everybody, right? It's helpful for the parents, for the children, for the world. Because when we get, we have better children, um, step by step, right? You're going to teach that child and um, taking a step every day, one small step mm-hmm. every day. And um, when you teach someone, you are learning more Mm. and you uh, create a bond with the other person, right? Mm -hmm. So uh, we all want to have a connection with someone. We want to have friends. We want to have uh, people around us uh, that we can talk to and we can exchange experiences. We can become friends. So mm-hmm. just keep going, keep going. Uh, learning another language is amazing for everybody. And mm-hmm. it doesn't, you know, it, like Daniel said, uh, never too early, never too late. So just go for it and mm-hmm. count on me for whatever you need. <laughs> right, right. And how can our listeners find you? What's the best way to contact you? And um, what can you help well, them with? Yeah, well, for now, I have my Instagram account that I use for um, um, helping parents right now at the moment, uh, helping parents uh, raise bilingual children. It's uh, welcomeenglish.class. I'm also on Facebook. I have my courses, my eBooks. 
And I don't know how much more I should talk about. <laughs> <laughs> no, as well, much as you I want. Know. I mean, <laughs> you can, you can, you can edit this. Okay. That's great. I do have. Yeah. I, last year was so hard. I, I don't know if, about you guys, but last Man. year was difficult because mm -hmm. I started so many different um things in my life yeah and, yeah and this year lots of projects yeah lots of projects exactly and then this year is the year that we are trying to go you know go ahead with everything yeah that move I forward right yes, yeah exactly yeah that's yeah. great well yeah. this has been very motivational actually many aspects let me know how i can help you guys any any thank you so much for joining us today fabi i really oh, enjoyed the welcome. i really enjoyed the discussion and i, I really the learned pleasure a lot. was the pleasure was Oh my. Thanks, Fabi. And thanks again, everyone, for joining us for another episode of ESL Talk. Yes. And remember to subscribe to receive the latest episodes each Wednesday. And you can follow us on Instagram at ESL Talk Podcast, or you can send us an email to ESL Talk Podcast at gmail.com. And you can also find me on Instagram at Learning with Faye, Faye F E Y. Or I'm Daniel Teacher. Well, that's it for another episode. Remember to join us again next week for another brand new episode. Thank you for listening. Don't forget to subscribe for new episodes and to follow us on Instagram and Facebook for even more ESL teaching content. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Thank you for listening. Don't forget to subscribe for even more ESL teaching content.